Have you ever encountered a hurdle with launching or growing your business? Listen, there are two things that run a business, the back end and your soft skills. Telling you right now, if these aren't in place, you'll lose clients and you'll lose money. You don't want that? Well, you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Dana. Hey, I'm Sarah. We're your hosts of the Entrepreneur Encounter, and we're going to give you a behind the scenes glance into our businesses, give you genuine feedback, tips and tricks, plus occasionally bring on guests that care about supporting you to grow your business organically and nurturing authentic relationships. Are you ready? back to another episode on the Entrepreneur Encounter. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently. It's just one part of our duo, Dana. Sarah couldn't make it, but we do have an amazing guest lined up for you. Today, we're diving deep into the heart of what makes relationships click, and that's empathy. Empathy can be a real power tool, especially in managing relationships in all aspects of our lives. It's the soft skill that turns our colleagues into teammates, our clients into collaborators, and honestly, strangers into friends. We're lucky to have Katie Murray here with us today. She is a virtual assistant, and during our conversation, through some low-key networking, she really showed and shined in the being an expert on building relationships and cultivating empathy. So without further ado... Katie, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, your business, and all the things in between. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dana, so much for having me on the show today. I am thrilled to be here. And today's topic of empathy is totally my jam. So just to give a little background, I started as entrepreneur like over a decade ago with a photography business. It grew exponentially 2020 and 2021 were probably my biggest years ever, which was crazy because especially for 2020, I had a newborn and we had a world pandemic and, 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 and. (laughs) So pretty cool though, that it was able to be an amazing year for the business. And then in 2021, my husband and I co-founded Katie & Co., which is a virtual assisting firm. So I manage the team of our virtual assistants and we work for other entrepreneurs, basically because in photography, I learned very quickly that I'm very passionate about business, not necessarily what that business is, but the business aspect, the analyticals, the building, the marketing, all of those things. And so I wanted to apply it to other people and help them grow their businesses. On a side note, I am a wife, a mother, and a full-time human resource professional. In my private organization, I'm the head of human resources. So again, empathy is my jam, and I'm excited to talk about it today. I guess a couple other things to say is With photography, I've been featured in over 30 publications, including People Magazine, and I've been featured in a number of large and top-rating, high-ranking podcasts as well. So it's been a really fun journey, and I'm excited to just like be a part of your journey and bring Dana into that and get to know her as we chat today. So someone earlier today called our podcast, and really any podcast, our stage. So I'm super excited to have you on our stage, and I don't think... I realized like how many multi-passionate projects that you were working on. I knew you were a photographer turned virtual assistant and we bonded over that because I am also a virtual assistant. But as I was looking at your website again, I didn't realize that you also niche in Pinterest management. Yeah. And I want to catch up with you after this just for that because I'm diving into Pinterest as a service. So with all of the things that you utilize, the nonprofit work, the multi different businesses that you work with, 
Can you explain empathy from your point of view? And I'm really interested to see or learn if it changes depending on the hat that you wear. So not that empathy really changes, but is the way you view situations, like step into someone else's shoes, does it change when you're wearing your nonprofit hat versus your photographer versus your virtual assistant? So empathy is something that it took me a little bit to get my head around because we have sympathy, we have compassion, we have empathy, like we have all these things. And what are those? And it's funny because oftentimes people are like, oh yeah, I'm totally sympathetic. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, 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 that's different. So for me, with empathy, I believe that it's just that ability to really understand and share the feelings of another person. So sympathy is more kind of showing compassion or sorrow, maybe saying, I'm sorry if somebody lost somebody or had a hardship. But empathy to me is really being able to be relatable and showing that compassion and that relatability at the same time while also having some level of sympathy, if that makes any sense at all. But basically, if you come to me and tell me something about something and I'm like, oh, Dana, that must be rough. To me, that's just kind of point blank. Maybe that's sympathy. But you can take it a step further and be like, Dana, I can relate to that. Maybe, for example, because you say you're wanting to step into Pinterest. I'm like, you know what? A couple of years ago, I found myself falling in love with Pinterest. But boy, is it challenging. So I totally get that you want to niche down into that because it's such an awesome market to be in. So it takes that conversation. And instead of just being like, hey, I'm sorry, or hey, I understand, but actually putting that relatability into it stepping into their feelings and almost joining them in those feelings. Then the second part of your question is if that changes for me when I'm wearing my different hats. Not really. I don't think so. I think in my human resource profession, so much of what I do is based on empathy. And I found that it pays out in dividends in this role because people trust me and want to come to me and they maybe want to seek my advice or they want the comfort from me and they want to be heard by me, which is really great. But that's the same way with my virtual assisting firm. I have business owners who want to be heard. They want to problem solve. And I can relate to that. So it's just across the board, but maybe the context of the conversation changes. But the empathy is there and probably in the same intensity in most situations when I approach them. Gotcha. I love that. So as I was looking more into empathy, I discovered that there's two, I guess, pillars that fall under empathy. One was emotional, where you actually feel their emotions. And I have a friend who will tell you that I'm not emotional. So this one is actually a little more difficult for me. I'm very much in more of the second, which is cognitive, where you understand their perspective and thought process. I have always been a person that really likes to dive deep into the psychology of, well, why did you do that? How did we get here Like, what was your thought process? So when I'm in a discussion, even with my husband, I'm constantly playing devil's advocate. Like, I hear where you're coming from, but maybe this is what they actually meant. And you're just responding emotionally instead of trying to understand what's going on. But as I've gotten older and became the mother of many children, that emotional side has been something I've had to really work on. Because tiny humans have very big emotions, but don't know how to portray or communicate those emotions. So now I've had to learn that. And it's only made me a better small business owner because I've had clients who not necessarily have those toddler-like tantrums, but their responses are starting to get short and very curt 
<laughs> and I'm like, why are we feeling this way? What's going on? Is it work related? Is it personal related? Do I need to take a few extra things off of your plate so you have time to focus on that? Like it's really helped, like you said, build that trust that I have them, that their work is just as important to me as it is to them. So how do you cultivate this superpower of empathy on a daily basis? I think that you speak to the two, I guess, types of empathy. And I think that there's like a third one, depending on what you look at, because I know on the internet you have so many. But anyways, the point being is that I think with the emotional one, because you probably grew up we, as listeners, you have a friend who you're like, oh, yeah. Every time, like, if someone passed away, even if they weren't super close to them, they were so sad and they took it on like it was their own experience. Or their girlfriend broke up with the boyfriend and, like, your third-party friend is, like, feeling that pain. I can think of a girl that I knew growing up who was a good friend of mine who, like, every time something happened, she actually came to me once because something had happened to me. And she's like, Katie, I'm here for you. I'm so sorry you're going through this. And I, like, just hugged her. And she's like, no, no, you're supposed to be the sad one. But she took on all my emotion. And that's a whole nother game. So the empathy that I think we're going to speak to more so today, like you said, is like, how does this build relationships? How do you utilize empathy to grow and be more? And like you're saying, I think that I have a pretty good balance of like both types of empathy because I do that exact same thing in my HR hat. I'm like, okay, Dana, let's talk about this. Why do you think you're having that reaction when your boss says that to you or why this or why that? Let's dig into that. And then giving comparable stories and helping walk them through it. And then also the emotional side is sometimes people just come to me and they had a bad week or they had a hard day and you just have to kind of strip down to the bare bones and say, yeah, it's crappy. Like we've all been there. And so I think when it comes into like building those strong relationships and utilizing empathy, to the best that you can, you can really build those strong relationships by understanding your client's needs. So you mentioned that maybe they're getting curt and they're getting short and they're probably impatient and they're struggling. So diving into that, especially as a VA, is huge because then once you know their needs and their preferences and their pain points, then you can help them build solutions that are tailored to them. So no matter what kind of business you're doing, if you're a photographer and you see that this one client is just asking a lot of questions and really diving in deep to your contract, if you get to the bottom of it, maybe they were burned by a photographer in the past and so they're carrying that baggage and then you can reassure them and say, you know what, I'm okay with expanding on my contract or taking an extra 15 minutes to dive into it. And then you can give them that solution, show that understanding and really build that long lasting business relationship. And I think it just comes down to learning, knowing about them and seeing where they're coming from. Another example that I would use for that, and I'm sure that you can put this in for virtual assisting or wedding planners or skincare, whatever occupation it is. But I'm on Facebook and I get those messages where someone's like, oh my gosh, this guy is asking if I can give him an itemized breakdown of why I charge what I charge. Okay. Me, in my analytical mindset and in the disc profile, I'm a total C, I come in and I say, yeah? Why are you even posting about this? Why didn't you just send it to him? And then so many other people jump in the comments and they're like, oh, he's just not going to see your value. He's not going to understand. Like He's going to try to nickel and dime and break it down and try to a la carte it and do all these things. And I'm like, no, this is an opportunity to understand your client's question 
educate them so they know what kind of investment they're making in. And then when they choose to make the investment, it's going to be a long lasting relationship because they're confident because now they trust you and they've hit on those no like and trust factors that build the root of the relationship because you slowed down, you were empathetic that maybe he's very analytically driven. And so he needs to see an itemized breakdown. Or maybe he's splitting the cost if like, let's just say it's a wedding photography and it's his wedding. Maybe he's splitting the cost with his in-laws. And so they're trying to break it down that way or, or, or. But I think if we're not empathetic, we put a guard up and we're like, why are they wanting to see the innards of my business? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think that to me is hitting on the realm of everyone learns in a different way. So I need to talk it out. And I know that gets on someone's nerves. Even if it's an obvious step, if I sit at my desk, I will sit here for 20 minutes. Whereas if I had just two minutes to talk to someone and say, oh, okay, this is how we're going to do that. But some of your audience members may be swayed by the really pretty, fluffy service guide that you create where others especially if they're spending money. It's not that they don't want to spend money. They literally just need to see visually where their money's going to in that analytical breakdown. So I usually have both, but I even do that with my SOPs, like with clients that I'm building out, I'll have a video going through the whole process. And then I take the transcript or I'll break it. I'll watch the video depending on what the step is and I'll type out the steps so that it's helping all people feel confident in the work that I'm doing or the service that they're being provided with and so forth and so on. I think that's perfect. I think that comes with like active listening too, where you're really hearing what they're trying to say or really what they're in this case, in your example of really understanding what they're asking for. They already must want to work with you because they're asking for it. If they weren't interested, they wouldn't have asked you for an itemized breakdown. They would have moved on to the next person. I completely, okay, slow down because I'm the same. I have to talk everything out. Like I can sit and I can accomplish whatever. It's fine. But if I can talk it out, especially when it comes to just something that takes a little bit of brain work. So like anything that has slight feelings or if I'm like trying to type out a note or an email response that might be more challenging or whatever the case is, for me, it's so important to slow down and just like have a conversation with someone. Now, listeners and Dana, do not judge me. But when I didn't realize this about myself, I would literally talk to myself while I drove. Like if I had to have a big girl conversation at work and I needed to sort through it, I would talk through it out loud in my car, planning kind of what I was going to say, how I was going to ask my questions, because that was super helpful for me. So with that, number one, I'm with you right there, Dana. I totally understand that side of it. But then secondly, you're right. Like if they're willing to take the time to have a conversation around the itemized list, That's because they just want to be educated. And if we can put on our empathy hat and say, especially like for me, for photography, the average investment's almost five grand. So that's a huge investment. So I want them to ask questions before they sign on the dotted line. I want them to make sure that they're making a decision that they want to stick with. And they might have to justify that to a family member. They might have to justify that to whoever's paying the bill or, or, or. So just slowing down and being empathetic is so important. Also, and this might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but in our VA services, I also offer walkthroughs of every single thing that we do. So like, depending on how intricate you want to get and stuff, but we had a client last season. She's like, I want you to do our Instagram, but I also want to learn Instagram. So I just slowed down every single time, multiple times we scheduled it out and we did account for the hours. And so I was paid for it. 
But we spent the time teaching her how to do exactly what we were doing. And I know that a lot of businesses want to be more hush-hush because if you train your client how to do exactly what you're doing, they don't need you anymore. But I'm a firm believer that people need to outsource and delegate. So if I can empower them to know what they're doing and how to do it, and they still choose to work with me, then they have more respect for the work that I'm doing for them. Then they understand how I'm billing, why I'm billing what I bill. And then they have a full understanding of, okay, this is what goes into it. I am like the most honest, transparent person, even to my own detriment when it comes to those things, because I'd rather work with someone who knows my value, knows my work worth, and then wants to continue working with me for it. So again, that empathy allows you to slow down and say, okay, Dana, I see your pain points. Let me help you through them. And this is how I can serve you. And then builds that relationship. I think as someone for myself who also like sees multiple sides and looks for the benefits in almost every situation, very much silver lining, I feel like having that conversation and really talking it out, it gives you the ability to repurpose content because I guarantee that's not the only person that has these questions. So you can already pre-educate them in your social media content, your newsletters. If you do TikToks, now you have TikTok content, like reels, all of that stuff. But if you did take the time, you didn't get frustrated with them and they do work with you with that trust and confidence, you have a strong referral partner now. It takes that one happy client and you might fill your whole calendar because you took the time to empathize and solve their problem of not fully understanding what all is included in this $5,000 package that you have. I don't know. I always like to see how I can work smarter and not harder. And by taking that, then I've broken something down. I can recreate it. I'm not like having to come up with new content. I'm not having to look for the next person because the stronger fan base I have through my clients then they're going to be my marketers. I don't have to market as much in various online groups or any of the listeners that have been with us long enough knows that I don't like public speaking. So if I make this one-on-one client happy, then they're going to tell 10 of their friends most likely. And then I don't have to talk for 10 minutes in front of a group of networking professionals. (laughs) And it's a win-win all the way around. (laughs) Oh yeah, word of mouth is the strongest and most best form of marketing, in my opinion. With that, if you're okay with it, Dana, then we can transition into the practical tips. You know, your listeners might be like, okay, cool. You guys are saying empathy is great. And Dana, you're getting all these word of mouth referrals and it's saving you some heartache. The other thing that I'll just tack onto that too, is if you're creating all of those resources for quote unquote yourself slash your client, if you were ever brought in your team, you already have a lot of opportunity then to utilize SOPs because that's what we do. I build out SOPs both in my professional world in HR, but then also in my business because we have a couple of team members who help with the virtual assisting firm. They know basically what I want and how I do it. And so it's an extension of me. So they're still getting Katie, quote unquote, and co because that's the name of my business and getting what they want. But I'm also able to then delegate to my team members. So I'm not doing it all. So like you said, it creates content. You can make reels and TikToks and you can utilize it. You can do a blog post. You can do so much with that. And it's training your own team members if you ever go down that route. Because like, if you already have all that content and then you hire five people, here you go. Here's basically our employee manual or how-to book, which I think is really cool. Oh, that's perfect. I think an additional benefit following with that is obviously, we talk about this in almost every single episode, but better communication. So empathy is going to let you facilitate open and honest communication. 
So in theory, win-win for everyone, there's fewer misunderstandings and more productive interactions. You're also going to be able to have effective conflict resolution because you're understanding each other and everyone is pro find a solution that works for everyone versus it's my way or no way. I don't care what you're saying. This is how we've always done it. This is what we're going to do. So then which ultimately then builds a strong team where everyone's feeling valued, supported, and collaboration is just skyrocketing. Yeah, there's so many benefits. I have a podcast as well, and I write outlines, and I've spoken to Empathy a little bit. And we've hit on stronger client relationships. You named more. And again, I'm going to piggyback effective communication with team members. The enhanced customer service is huge or client services. You have innovative problem solving because empathy basically encourages you to view challenges from a different perspective, which then also leads to adaptable leadership because now you're more adaptable because you're understanding those evolutions of problem solving and it just builds and builds and builds, which I could go on and on for like two, three, four hours about this. I'm the opposite of you, Dana. I love public speaking, so I'm here for this. And we talked about like cultivating the brand loyalty. I think that's a huge one as well. And you mentioned like the conflict resolution. And then, yeah, brand authenticity as well. I think that empathy really builds on because then you're being real and relatable in all forums if you are. And again, I can go on and on. But I know another thing that we want to hit on is practical tips. And so I have a couple thoughts on that because I feel like we're really talking to why you should be empathetic. But maybe we pivot into the how. Is that okay, Dana? Does it? Yeah, I think that's going to be a great ending point is essentially giving everyone homework on how they can implement the whys and have a successful how-to. Yeah, awesome. So I think the first thing would be active listening. You have to actively listen. Like Dana and I talked about, you have to be hearing what their issue is, what their pain point is, what they need help with so that you can help them find the solution and build from there. And part of that is putting yourself in their shoes. So if you're like, okay, Katie and Dana, I hear you. I want to be empathetic, but what? What do I do? Start by actively listening. And then when you hear them, imagine yourself in that position. So Dana, you're breaking into Pinterest management. I would put myself in your shoes. Okay, I'm breaking into a new niche. I want to build from that. I want to grow that. What is she thinking? She's probably thinking she has to market that way. She's thinking that she has to showcase that. She probably has to build her own Pinterest so that it grows so that she can showcase that to her clients and like put yourself in their shoes so that you can really pull from that. Mm -hmm. I think tying in active listening, some things to really try to do. I have to tell myself these things as well is put your phone down or whatever shiny object might be in your hands and put it down so that you can make eye contact and like you're listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond. You're not just waiting for your turn to talk. What you're going to say is going to have value. Another thing that I say a lot to my kids is is what would you be feeling or what would you need in this situation? If your clients were talking to you the way that you're talking to them, or if they were trying to explain something to you in the same manner, how would you be feeling right now? Would you respond in the same way? Would you be more understanding? And that's your guide as you actively listen. Attention service-based entrepreneurs, unleash the power of Pinterest with a professionally optimized business account. In case you're new here, my name is Dana, co-host of Entrepreneur Encounter, and I want to be your Pinterest setup specialist. Together, we will tailor your Pinterest presence to your brand and audience, optimize your profile with captivating visuals and descriptions, 
develop a strategic pinning plan to reach your target audience, and then integrate Pinterest with your other marketing channels so you can repurpose instead of working harder. Then if you love your Pinterest account setup, I do have ongoing support packages for continued success. So if you've been wanting to unlock Pinterest potential for your wedding planning business, contact me at my website, ddvirtualmanagement.com, and we can get started. Another thing, I'll make it a little personal, like my husband and I, when we get in arguments, he tends to have to play back the scenario that got us there. And if I'm listening to respond, I will hear him say like, but then you said this and this and this. And then I'm sitting there thinking, he's wrong. I didn't say it like that. And then I don't hear what else is coming because I'm so ready to pronounce and respond to the one first sentence that he said that I miss everything else. And I would say if you actually slow down and actively listen in any situation, but specifically if you're arguing with a spouse like me, if I actively listen, by the time he finishes talking, I'm over that he misquoted me or whatever. And then I've moved into actually listening and then not interrupting, letting him express himself fully. And then by the time he expresses himself, I realize his intention is just as good as mine. And we just need to slow down and get on the same page. So active listening can be so beneficial in every relationship with that. The next thing I would say is like validate the feeling. So first you listen and then you put yourself in their shoes. Then you validate them because like you said with your example, Dana, how would you want to feel? So validate them. Like I understand how You can feel overwhelmed trying to manage your own social media accounts, or I understand how you can feel overwhelmed because Pinterest is an SEO or search engine optimization tool, not a social media management. And there's so many platforms out there and you have to learn so much with them. That's overwhelming. And then just validate their feelings and really put it in perspective. Like a good example is you can say like, I can see how, or I understand that, Or it sounds like maybe you're feeling this and I get that, like giving those kind of validations. And then this goes into more the cognitive side of it, but ask open-ended questions, encourage that person to really dive into their feelings and share their thoughts and what kind of led them to those feelings. And I'm famous for this one, but try not to ask yes or no questions because you don't want them to feel challenged. You want them to feel validated. So try to keep it as open-ended as possible while still avoiding assumptions. Because I think that sometimes when you're like, but Dana, did you do that? No, just yes or no. Did you do that? (laughs) Nobody wants that. Yes. Like, that's not okay. And so you want to avoid those assumptions too and make sure that you're setting them up for success to clarify what they're thinking or feeling before you just project it onto them, if that makes sense. I love asking open-ended questions. It kind of ties back to the beginning where I was saying like, I love learning what makes people tick and like why they made the certain decisions, even just how did you decide you wanted to be a wedding designer, planner, and extraordinaire and not just an event manager or whatever the case may be. I love learning that because that will help me understand what their needs are in their business. Like if you are just an event manager, you're not going to need to get published. You're not going to need to have as many curated Canva templates ready to go and built out really well. Like your process is going to be different, but I won't get that if I don't ask open-ended questions. Because both like a designer and planner and an event manager will, if I say, are you looking to get your business? Yes or no? And they both say yes, but the process is going to be completely different. And the support that they need, the handholding that they may need is going to be dramatically different (laughs) because their goals are going to be dramatically different. 
No, totally. That's one of the things I can't stand is cold leads. I don't mind them per se because I do them personally. I find people online and I'm like, I love what you're doing, but I can help you. But you got to do the research so you can put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're doing. Like even the other day, I got one for my podcast and this person's like, I can help you grow your show, but let's do YouTube shorts and let's do this and let's do this. And honestly, I got one the other day that they were like, oh, you have X amount of episodes, but you only have this many reviews. (laughs) What are you doing wrong? Let's talk about it. Whoa, I don't want to work with you. Like, don't be rude to me. Like, I'm proud of my number of reviews. I'm proud of my number of episodes. So it's just funny because it wasn't a very empathetic approach. Yes. And I kind of sort of want to like reach out to them and be like, don't like in the first sentence when it pops up on my phone that I can see your judgment. Right. Which is my next point is I think it's so important with empathy to be patient and non-judgmental. In my day job, that's one of the harder things is I want to be so patient and I want to be non-judgmental. In the height of our season, we have 565 employees and I want to give each of them that comes through my office door the attention that they need and deserve. And some of that is setting good boundaries without rushing them, but saying, hey, right now I have until 530, but tomorrow I can slate a whole hour for you. What would you like? And letting them have that because a part of this, and the same with clients, is I would love to jump on a consultation call and like chat it out with you and talk for two hours and learn all about you. But I have to set boundaries. And with that, you can still set boundaries while you're still being empathetic and being patient and giving them a space for a non-judgmental platform for them to sit and talk with you. And with that, you're able to just, again, slow down and be present with them. And then you're able to hear about the difference of perspectives. And for me, Pinterest and social media, it's easy for me. I love it. I can show up on it. It's easy. The problem is I don't always have the time for it. And like you said, when you go to that wedding planner or event coordinator or photographer or whatever, they might all say, yeah, I want more business. And you might say, okay, do you know how to do social media management or run your own social media? And they might all say yes. But the underlying issue might be that the event planner hates social media. She knows how to do it, but she hates it. And the photographer might just not have the time. So then you're able to see the difference of perspectives and educate yourself based on where they're coming from, what background they have and what experience they have. So you can broaden your understanding and really see what they need. And I think that also leads to like self-awareness. You have to be aware of your own bias and judgments so that you can slow down and see it from their side and see that. Because again, I've had clients who are like, but I want to like put a sticker on my Instagram story. And I was like, yeah, girlfriend, just hit the sticker button. But (laughs) to me, it's really, really obvious. And even with my husband being a co-founder of Katie & Co., it's been interesting because our strengths are vastly different. And there'll be things he literally slowed me down one day and this is why I launched my own podcast, he was like, not everybody thinks at your speed or the way you think. And so you talk to your audience sometimes. And he was very, very kind and gracious. And you talk to them like they already are at your level. And now you guys are growing together, which is great. But you could probably afford to do a couple episodes that bring everybody up to speed. Because he said with Pinterest, especially, he's like, you had me push pins, but none of my pins are getting the same sort of they're not hitting the algorithm like your pins are hitting. And I was like, well, did you do this and this and this? And he's like, oh, no. And I was like, why didn't you do that? He's like, I didn't know. So that's another thing is practicing that self-awareness. You're going to know your weaknesses and your strengths, and you'll know what your own biases and judgments are and what background you come from so that you can then see that difference of perspective. And then I think my last total tip for this topic, because I could talk forever about it, is you just really want to slow down and show empathy through your actions. You want to offer practical help and you want to offer support when appropriate. 
you don't necessarily want to take the burden on of them. Now, maybe if you're a VA and you're going to take the burden of social media, that's different. But you don't want to get so into the feelings and bringing it full circle. I told you about a girlfriend I had growing up that she couldn't fully support me because she was too much in the feelings. She was too empathetic. And so it turned out that I had to comfort her, even though I was the one that had the struggle. And I no shade to that friend. I loved her dearly. Like she's wonderful. But it forced me to then have to quote unquote be the grown up or like be the comforter or be the one that solved the problem. So you do want to make sure that you're being appropriate when you're offering support. You don't want to get too much into it because you don't want it to become a gossip or beep session. (laughs) I don't know if you swear on your show. You can. It's fine. (laughs) Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And so you just want to make sure that you're doing small gestures, maybe sending thoughtful messages or just being present in times of need and really conveying that empathy and hearing them out and just practicing all of the above that we talked about so that they can feel heard and understood and receptive to whatever it is you're offering them, whether it's as a business owner, whether it's in a managerial role and you're leading a team, or if it's just with your kids and your spouse. I'm a big believer of actions speak louder than words, but also small acts of empathy or small acts of kindness, small acts of honestly anything can have such a big impact and make a big difference in any of your relationships, whether it's personal or professional. When I started with any of my clients, like I send any new client I get rather, my small act of joy and kindness, I guess, is I send a handwritten note card saying, I'm so excited to get started. Like I slowed down long enough to not just type an email, but to handwrite it and send it through snail mail and wait anticipated on when they get it. And it's just super exciting. I feel like it makes a big impact on the value, I guess. So these are all amazing. For our listeners who would love to work with you, to follow along your own podcast and kind of see what you do, how can they find you? Well, Dana, first I'm going to hit pause on that because we're kindred spirits. I do snail mail for every photo client that I have. I send them a handwritten thank you. And then for our VA clients, I give a welcome gift with a handwritten note and I give them an exit gift if they do decide to leave us. And it's a handwritten note because I'm so firm in that belief as well. I think it's so sweet to just slow down and take the time to get that in the mail because we all know it's like hard enough to get emails going (laughs) and staying on top of that, but like going and doing snail mail. So I love that. But thank you. Yes, I am Katie and Co. Virtual Assistant Services. You can find us at katieandcova.com, but it's K-A-T-Y. So Katie and Co. K-A-T-Y-A-N-D-C-O-V-A.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at katieandco.va. You can also find my podcast, which is called Ginger Biz, G-I-N-G-E-R, Biz, B-I-Z, because I'm a redhead on any of the platforms that have your podcast or have podcasts where you listen. And also our Instagram, probably the most active Instagram I have is gingerbiz. So we would love to see you guys over there. And if anyone has any questions or they just want to hop in my DMs and chat, I'm more than happy to do that. I love connecting with listeners. I know, Dana, you're experiencing this because you're a podcast host. Sometimes it's slightly one-sided when we're sitting here and just like recording, but I love getting to connect with listeners and other mediums so that we can all kind of just grow and get to know each other. So, yes. So that'll be my challenge this week is for anyone listening, 
at any stage of your journey. Come and share your own experiences and tips with us in the comments. Hit up our DMs, come to our Facebook group, and let's definitely start building a community of like empathy champions, essentially. Small acts, again, make a big difference. As always, all of our links will be in the show notes. And until next time, bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, soft skills aren't just some fluffy buzzwords that get thrown around in the corporate world. They're the key to unlocking your full potential as a professional and a human being. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself and seek out opportunities to improve your soft skills. Sarah and I have a variety of workshops, online courses, and complimentary clarity calls for you to practice in real time with us. Links are always in the show notes. And be sure to join us next time for more insights, tips, and tricks to help you succeed in your entrepreneur encounter.